0: Hi and welcome to the MoneyQuest Live podcast. I'm your host, Simon Dean. The MoneyQuest Live podcast talks to our network of franchisees and business partners to hear about their stories and to discover how they are building their business to thrive. Welcome. Today we welcome Michael Kimball. Michael is a buyer and vendor advocate. From a holistic perspective. Michael has been involved in most parts of the property system, having been a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, and now a property advocate. Michael's business is part of the Property Mavens Franchise Network, and so, is, and so shares many synergies that we as a franchise group spring from. Michael and I explore the value his business model offers, how he promotes his business, and how he helps his customers. Please welcome, Michael. A very warm welcome, Michael. So I usually start off with the interview sort of asking the guests to give us a bit of a rundown of who they are and how they got to where they are.
1: So my uh, background in property probably spreads about 30 years. Uh, So I've been buying property uh, myself as an investor and as an occupier for the past 30 years. Um, In that time, I've also worked as a real estate agent um a mortgage broker a buyer's advocate uh and and now i guess under property mavens uh, the vendor advocacy and buyer advocacy so um my my background is pretty well uh mortgages uh previously and uh property
0: is there a particular field that you enjoyed the most
1: I think property uh, property's always been uh, something that has been close to me, and always had a, a bit of a, um, a soft spot for property. I uh, said so I've been doing that for thirty years, and I've, uh, I've just enjoyed the, the process of dealing with property, even as a, uh, I guess as a um, as a broker, just assisting assisting people with their investment options and um, and their homes. It was, it was always just a pleasure to deal on the property side of things.
0: Okay. And from a communication perspective, how do you uh, tell people what you do? How do you describe that? What's your elevator pitch?
1: Okay, yeah, sure. So so I'm a a vendor and buyers advocate with Property Mavens, uh, which is Melbourne's leading independent property advocacy firm. So we help Australians of all ages buy and sell smart, enabling them to achieve their desired outcomes and seamlessly move forward into the next chapter of their
0: lives. That's been well prepared. So what, what does that mean for, for me? So if I was um, looking to buy a property, I could contact you and what would you do?
1: Yeah, so from the buyer's advocacy side of things, um, there's there's a number of different services I've got. So um, uh, broken down into three services, I guess. Uh, and now that's whether that's a homeowner, homeowner or an investor, um, the processes can be pretty or much the same. So... From a, a full service, if you like, our full service offering is pretty well, someone coming to us and saying, looking for a property, not sure exactly where I'm looking to purchase or what it is that I'm looking to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so identifying what their capacity is, obviously that works closely with the mortgage broker at understanding where their capacity is, um, understanding what they, what it is that they're wanting to obtain from property. So is it obviously a own occupier? Is it is it an investor option? And then there, if it's a known occupier, their requirements are fairly specific. Uh, they'll be looking for three bedrooms or single level or two bathrooms, whatever it might be. Generally, in a, a location that they're familiar with. From the investor side of things, people do come to us with with a little, I guess, idea of where to purchase and what to purchase. So. Um, we're certainly able to understand where their situation is, what their what their current situation is and determine what property options are going to suit their requirements from an investor point of view. We'll then go to the market, um, source or research the market, I guess, research the market what they're to, um, to uh, I guess, match what it is that they're looking for. Um, source the property itself, assess the property for its um, uh, benefits and I guess what we what we're doing at, at Property Mavens, we'll unders- we'll make sure that the property is an investment grade property, um, so that meets meets our specific requirements to ensure that, that property is an investment grade property. Once we've identified that property as being investment grade and suitable to the buyer's requirements, uh, we'll go through the process of uh, negotiating and purchasing the property, and then assisting with the settlement of that property um, through to handover.
0: Right. So, when you say investment grade, is that um, potential growth in the area? The return on the on the investment um, is is it things? You, is that something you can elaborate on?
1: Yep. So we well we have a a fifty seven point checklist that that we've developed um, uh, with uh, Miriam's a uh, property investment professional, um, and she, so her qualifications allow her to identify. Uh, investment quality property. From that, uh, from those qualifications, we've developed a 57 point checklist uh, unique to us, unique to property Mavens, which identifies these properties as being uh, investment grade property. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in, in our due diligence, what we'll certainly look at uh, is the, the macro and micro um, details of, of the location, the property itself, so economic factors, what's in the area, uh, transport, um, uh, future development going on in the area, what um, infrastructure's being put in the area, uh, and, um, and what sort of um, people make up the, the the suburb, if you like, or maybe the town.
0: Okay, um, and so look, I'm, I'm just trying to get, so my wife spends a lot of time on realestate.com at night, So. Uh, probably why we're still married um she, she's looking looking at property so what what's the 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 uh, secret source that your business provides over someone just jumping onto realestate.com and and searching for a property they think's pretty and they'd like yeah. to own uh, and it could be for unoccupied investment what's how, how do you stand above that yeah i guess
1: anybody can find property and certainly it's it's there available for you to 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 find and locate yourself, as you've said, plenty of options there available on realestate.com or domain.com. Um, so, you know, what we're doing is we're, we're sourcing uh, specific property details, um, and it's not just finding the property. So once we can find a property that potentially is of uh, interest to a, to a client or a purchaser, a buyer, um, again, we want to run our due diligence on, the, on that property to make sure it stacks up as an investment grade property. That's part of the buying process. Um, obviously, then from a from a buyer's advocacy point of view, our expertise is in negotiating um, the purchase of the property. Uh, and that's that may be obviously via a private sale or via auction. Um, so securing that property, making sure we're not, not actually paying too much above the market value for the property as well. Um, removing, I guess, the emotion from the transaction and doing it purely as a, as a I guess a business for us or an objective is to purchase the property, but not pay pay too much for it. Yep. Um, so, I guess you could almost say we're we're we're, we're stopping the buyer from falling over themselves. Um, our, our job is to secure a property, um, and we'll do that in a you know in a specified time frame, as such, providing that the properties are available um, and go through the buying process to secure a property. Um, But as I say, just removing the emotion from the transaction.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think the emotion's a good point because um, people get caught up with, I've found the house of my dreams um, and I've got to buy it. And it may not necessarily be the best um, long-term investment because, you know, that's in Australia, a lot of people treat property as a, as a long-term investment, whether it's owner-occupied or investment, I guess.
1: Absolutely correct. And when I, so that's when I say investment grade property, regardless of whether it's an owner-occupied property or an investment property, um, it's still an investment. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, as you said, still want to make sure, or, or still want to obtain growth out of their own occupied property uh, for years to come.
0: Yeah, okay. Now, vendor ad- advocacy, What what does that do? <laughs>
1: Okay, so from the vendor side of things, obviously we're selling the property there. Um, and, and really it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a project manager uh, from the sale of property point of view. So generally most people wouldn't sell property all that often. So to go through the process is something that they're probably not familiar with. Um, so even engaging the real estate agent effectively, how do you know what real estate agent is best for your property? In some cases, there are really good really, uh, really, good real estate agencies and not so good agents within that yeah. agency. And obviously vice versa, there's some really good real estate agents, but their agency might not be that effective for your kind of property. So um, we do have a strong relationship uh, and an understanding of, of agents, how they operate. Being an ex-agent myself, I understand uh, the process of selling property Um, So it's really assisting the vendor with the project management of selling the property and that could be engaging um, their property team, if you like. So the the solicitor, maybe their accountant if they need to, um, sourcing and securing the real estate agent or the sales agent that's gonna sell your property. So we'll um, uh, interview a number of real estate agents that we believe would be suitable to sell that property, to market that property and then we'll um, assess each agent on our our assessment criteria for the vendor to then select which agent that they're more comfortable with. Um, As I said, being an ex-selling agent, I certainly strongly understand um, whether that agent is going to be a good agent or a mediocre agent.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, like being the person in the middle to sort of guide them. As you said, not many people sell or even buy property um, that often. It's um, maybe two or three times in their life and having someone that uh, has that expertise um, and all round experience um, can take a lot of stress and anxiety out of their out of the process. And and that's,
1: and that's what it is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, allowing that transaction to occur stress free. Um, You know, we, we project manage that sale for our clients. Uh, We remove the stress from them. Um, And in some cases we'll just, uh, you know, Fix any problems with the sales agent to to make sure that the that the vendor is um, not, not obtaining any uh, you know, not under duress or not uh, feeling stresses. Just remove that option. If there's a quick fix uh, to the problem, we'll sort that out rather than it go through to the vendor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you mentioned you were a mortgage broker at one stage um, in your current role. How do you see a mortgage role mortgage broker playing? Part of the the system, I suppose, the, the ecosystem that you're operating in. Like, obviously, they're going to help arrange finance, but do you yep. deal, deal, deal closely with them? And if you do, what what are you looking for from a mortgage broker that you is going to add value? Yeah,
1: I guess it's um it's definitely a two way street there. Um, you know, obviously mortgages are dealing with properties, uh, and people have to buy properties obviously to get a mortgage uh, settled. So, uh, to get their finance settled, um. From my point of view, if a buyer was to come to me and, and want to engage our services for the buyer advocacy side of things and uh, looking to, to purchase a property, the very first question I'm going to ask them is, have you obtained any finance? Yep. Um, have you got any pre-approval in place? Do you have an indication of borrowing capacity? Um, in some cases, the 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 buyers, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know what, I've, uh, what I can borrow up to. So that's that's, basically gonna stop for me there as far as my progress uh, is concerned until we have an understanding of borrowing capacity. So the very first thing I'm gonna suggest they do is go and have a chat with a, a broker yeah. um, to get a pre-approval in place or an understanding of what their borrowing capacity is. Um, once they've got the borrowing capacity in place, then we can progress further. In today's market, uh, you you can't be sitting on property for too long. You need to be able to go. Cool. And of course, Melbourne is not an, uh, an auction capital. Um, of you know, Australia's so and most properties uh, tend to go through an auction where you're buying unconditional so you know you've you've got to make sure you've got your finance in place before you attempt to secure a property um, otherwise you can find yourself in a very tight situation yeah um, that may not be pleasant um, from the brokers side of thing uh, you know obviously time is money uh, in the way I see it I guess in property Um in the fact that the longer the client's sitting there looking for a property, uh, in this current market with the with the market appreciating as much as it is, as strongly as it is, every week is a you know that price point increases slightly, mm-hmm. and that property that they may have been looking at three months ago is no longer affordable to them because it's now priced out of their price range. So I guess you know, time wise for us um, works really well for the for the mortgage broker in the fact that. Most of our purchases are done within a three to six week period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what we're engaged to do: buy a property, identify a property, and secure it. Um, so, as I said, we'll get we'll make sure the buyer gets out of their own way in order to secure the property. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so, if you've as a mortgage broker, if you've got a client sitting there who keeps on going to auctions every weekend um, looking for that perfect property, or uh, you know, a property that's that 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 uh, they're waiting to come along. There's plenty of properties there that potentially may suit them, um, but they're just getting in their own way. Um, And before too long, obviously that uh, that pre-approval expires, mortgage broker has to go through the the process again. Um, Or worst case scenario, obviously the the client sits there for for three months or six months and the the properties that they were looking at six months ago, no longer available to them in that price range.
0: I think they're very good points. Um, so you're a franchise business.
1: That's correct. Yep.
0: Small business. How are you promoting your services, your business to the market? What are you? Th- yeah. What's working for you?
1: Yeah. So definitely um, social media. Uh, very big on the social media aspects mm-hmm. um, uh, of through LinkedIn, Facebook, um, uh, and the other applications that that we use social media that's managed. We have a managed partner that that manages that for us. Right. Um, so that's sort of taken out of our control as such. And that's done on a professional standard and, and updated regularly.
0: Can you add to that or you, you just uh, um, they, they provide it and you don't, I think you're saying you can add to it? But... Yeah,
1: absolutely. So yes, um, obviously we'll put our own results as we, uh, as we, um, you know, effectively transact on a property or purchase the property whatever for a for a client we'll we'll update that with our own goals our own achievements i guess just to you know let the market know how we're going um but the day-to-day advertising if, if you like or the reach uh for those social media accounts are handled by our um cool. uh, our external partners
0: and is there anything else that you do that are helping it's helping you, or you getting cut through
1: um, yes, yeah, so networking, again, is, is very strong for us. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the mortgage broker is a, is a very uh, big integral part of our business. Um, so relationships with mortgage brokers, um, accountants and financial planners. Uh, so the networking um, breakfast, I guess, uh, through the different agencies that, are, that you can do that through uh, are certainly a requirement to, to maintain or, or to build those connections. Um, we also have our online advertising um, through propertymavens.com.au where we do generate a lot of leads ourselves through that uh, through that website.
0: Okay. Um, and, and your general um, vibe on, because you're based in Victoria, the Victorian market, how would you um, see it at the moment? What's your, the pulse?
1: Yeah, look, uh, Melbourne market is certainly very strong. Um, you know, it's, it, I think, uh, you know, every... Every quarter when you get the core logic reports, uh, you know, it's quite surprising, I guess, that people sort of said we we didn't think Melbourne was going to hold up as strong or or continue to to maintain the value in there. And all we've seen from quarter to quarter is an increase in value. Um, Melbourne prior to COVID was one of the fastest growing um, areas in Australia, locations in Australia and Victoria. And uh, I certainly see that. Being the case in the future, there's no reason for Melbourne not to go back to being that you know the world's most livable city.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think you know, Melbourne's got a very strong infrastructure spend, uh, infrastructure is really good around, around the state. Um, and we've got the opportunity to, to continually build property. So we've got a, a bit of land. If you compare obviously Melbourne to Sydney, um, you know, Sydney's probably quite land restricted well melbourne's still got a lot of growth in it um so the capacity to expand is, is still there so yeah i, I see you know it, there's a little hiccup at the moment i guess with covid uh just the way the property market's currently um working but th- there's been no there's been no drop it hasn't declined it's remained strong
0: It's bounced back um, it quickly hasn't
1: it It, it well it, it it never went down i guess you know we had you know, in 20 early 20 20, you know, the calls of 40% drops in property values. Um, it just never happened. Um, you know, of course, Melbourne maintained a, a good strength, and whilst it probably slowed slightly, it didn't drop, it slowed slightly at the beginning of 2020, yeah. all throughout 2020 and into 2021, the property markets maintained um, a, a very good rate of, um, Return. of value, increasing in value. So and by all accounts that'll continue to to occur
0: yeah I think you're right market certainly I've been amazed um, there was that f- period when we first had that lockdown in 2020 here in Victoria and um, the market did seem to drop but um, you know as you said each quarter it just seems to keep rising and I'm still staggered by the the ability for people to be able to um, you know afford some of the the property prices that are here in Melbourne because um, yeah. I'm looking at incomes that are required and Thank God for low interest rates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, the other, you know, the, there's two things that have affected the Melbourne property market uh, or, or the Australian property market, really, uh, as a whole, but that's interest rates and um, a supply. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Melbourne has been undersupplied in property for quite some time. And that's not going to change any time real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it, I guess, you know, there's kind of, Multi, there's markets in markets uh, you know, within Melbourne. so there's the unit market and there's the house market and predominantly I'd be referring to the house market as opposed to the unit market. Um, but a shortage of property which has always supply and demand. as soon as the, the supply is short, the demand's there, the price is going to continue to, to stay strong. And whilst the interest rates are as low as they are, um, first homeowners are, are making the most of it and pushing obviously everyone else along with them. Yeah. So, interest rates will change, but the supply is still gonna be short for Melbourne.
0: So, Michael, thank you for your time. Is there any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the audience? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, look, definitely, I think, uh, you know, from the uh, broker side of things, if you've got buyers at the moment that are sitting there on the fence and not what, and not knowing what to do and, and not moving along and, and, and keeping your book, the, you know, the pre-approval, not progressing through to a sale, you know, get get them to speak with a buyer's advocate. Uh, that's that's what we do. We you know we are going to buy a property for them. We'll get them into the market sooner. Time is money. Um, the longer that they sit off of the market, it's going to it's going to cost them more, or they're yeah. going to miss out. So you know, a, a buyer probably might be too comfortable with a uh, paying a buyer's agent fee, but they've actually cost themselves a great deal more than that um, by missing out on property.
0: Um, I meant to ask about the fees. I'm not expecting it to tell me, but I assume there's a fee schedule that you make available.
1: Yeah, yeah look, as I said uh, at the beginning, we've there's you know different levels of service depending on what uh, what the client is after. So there's the full service option. There's uh, the assess and negotiate option, and then there's basically just the negotiate option where you you, you, you purchase the property. So three levels of service that we provide. Um, and again, that's, it, it's, it's really price dependent. Um, so everyone's got a, a, a price level that they're gonna be looking at. Um, so yeah, to give you a, a fee, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. It, it's, it's really based on everyone's sit, situation. The good thing though, from the vendor side of things in selling a property, if you're selling a property, um, there's no fee in that. So your real estate agent or your sales agent is gonna charge a fee for the sale of your property. Um, we're there to keep them honest and they're going to pay us a, a portion
0: of their, okay. their fee. Now, um, in terms of a link, can I just post your, the, the propertymavens.com.au website um, in the uh, in the scripture? Perfect. Cool, all right. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for spending 30 minutes with us. I really appreciate it. Gave it's me some insight into what um, the role does, and it, it's part of the ecosystem of buying and selling property, and hopefully that'll help many of our members get a better understanding of um, what you guys do. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Indeed.
1: More than welcome. Thank you very much. Lovely speaking with you, Simon. Thank
0: you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. First, it was great to have Michael join us today. Like us, a business that is offering great value to help people buying property. Michael shared with us some of the important reasons why using an advocate, both from a seller and buyer position, such as removing the emotional bias from the buying process, guiding people in a process that could be one of the most important decisions from a financial perspective that they may take. How his business model treats the process as a project management exercise, really important. Expertise in negotiating when buying a home and dealing with estate agents, wow. And their 57-point due diligence checklist when assessing properties. Interesting. I wonder what they focus on. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get time to explore that, but I'm sure if you rang Michael and his details are in the podcast at the bottom, you can certainly find out from him directly. And how he's promoting his business. Like us, he's a franchise business um, looking to promote himself so he can get more customers and help more customers. We're both using the corporate social media expertise. And how he's connecting and meeting with people to highlight his business. There's a lot of gems there. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you've got any other questions, please reach out to Michael. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you. Thanks for listening.